whether or not you like like the brand that you're shooting for you like the person you're shooting for everyone is valuable there's value in every opportunity like whether you're going to learn a new technique or you're going to meet new people who put you in a new position that you didn't even see coming being able to elevate the subject or the client or whoever you're working with like that's a huge skill and i think by taking things that don't necessarily excite you but seeing it as an opportunity really like flex your creative muscles and really like push yourself out of your comfort zone it's really valuable you're not just a photographer at St. Woods. You're doing a lot more. No, photography is really like a small part of my job at St. Woods. I think it's important if you're an artist or a creative person in general to have time to do non-creative work. I'm going to work until I die. Do you think? Yeah, because why would I stop taking photos ever? You have to just do the shit that you don't want to do. If you're given an opportunity, you should just take it. Now you just shot Drake. Welcome to all the beautiful podcast listeners. My name is Syme, Syme Like Time. I'm a young creative entrepreneur who somehow manages to have conversations with everyone's favorite creatives. Therefore, I thought, why not record these conversations and turn it into a podcast? So just like me, you can listen to these conversations while working on your own creative projects. Today, we get to listen to a super talented photographer who just shot Drake. No, not the Drake and Josh Drake, but the rapper Drake. Aiden started taking pictures of his friends and family in high school but how did he shot Drake? Why is Aiden emphasizing on pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and see each project as a chance to learn and grow? Aiden also works at St. Woods. How is he working for a brand that everyone wants to work for? Today we are going to explore Aiden's creative journey. If you prefer a visual experience, you can head over to YouTube and watch the conversation there. If you found beauty in this conversation, then as a new podcaster, wait, is that even a word? But it would truly mean a lot if you can drop a nice review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Please don't, please. Now let's jump into this beautiful conversation with Aiden. As far as I know, you were taking pictures of your friends and family back in high school. Mm. And that's what kind of made you take photography seriously. Mm-hmm. How did you go from, you know, that kid who is just taking friends and family pictures mm-hmm. to someone whose full-time job is doing photography for multiple brands? And, you know, now you work at St. Woods. I mean, I think it's just, it's, just constant chipping away like over the years just fucking chipping away at photography and like learning how to do it on like a real professional level like when i started freelancing when i was like 18 19 i still lived in the west island in the suburbs and so like i didn't have like fashion clients or like you know like brands hitting me up i was doing content for like gyms like little instagram videos and photos of like the gyms and people in the fitness classes And like, that's how I learned how to like freelance is by doing that, learning how to deal with clients and learning how to like charge people to work. It's just like a, like a very slow, but steady evolution of like, first I started taking pictures from my friends and then like maybe a couple random people I don't know also want pictures like that. So then I'm like, okay, 20 bucks, like whatever. Like I was at 17, 18. And then like eventually this guy that I know from high school was like, yo, I want you to make a video of me like training for my Instagram because he had like a fitness Instagram. And then I meet a guy from a gym and then I start doing the gym stuff. And then from there, like just continue freelancing and just like the only way to advance in in this type of thing is really networking and like meeting people who are going to put you in the right position that you want to be in. And so like I've been fortunate to just like meet the right people at the right times. How how do you put yourself in the right positions or the right places with the right people type of thing? For a long time, I, I think when I was younger, I was like worried about having the right clients you know like i was like oh like i want to be aligned with 
this type of thing and I want to do this. I knew like I wanted to do fashion. I wanted to shoot like I want to shoot with real models. Like I wanted to do all of that. I didn't want to do the fitness stuff anymore. I didn't want to do like people's like random Instagram photos. I think like what I've realized, especially in the last year or so, is that if someone is giving you an opportunity to work with them as a photographer, as a designer, like whatever, like as a freelance artist, if you're giving an opportunity, especially if you're young, you kind of just have to take it. And you, I always tell people like my friends and whatever that are doing this too, I tell them like, you have to just do the shit that you don't want to do. Everyone is valuable. And this makes it sound like I'm using people, but like you just need to know that like if you're given an opportunity, you should just take it. I see it more as like, okay, they trust me to like execute something. And this is an opportunity for me to elevate this thing that I'm working on, like whoever I'm working with. And so it's not so much about meeting the right people, but it's about just working the right way. Because like I said, like there's value in every opportunity, like whether you're going to learn a new technique or you're going to meet new people who will you know, put you in a new position that you didn't even see coming, you know? If you could go to someone who maybe in the past, like from a photography standpoint, like maybe in the past, like their photos that they were getting from someone else weren't as good. If you could go somewhere and like give them like amazing work and like that really elevates them and then people see, oh, like this is who did this and this is who made this brand like look cooler. Like that's super valuable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, 100%. Like being able to elevate the subject or the client or whoever you're working with, like that's a huge skill. And I think like, by taking things that don't necessarily excite you, but seeing it as an opportunity to, you know, really like flex your creative muscles and really like push yourself out of your comfort zone, it's really valuable. Tyler, the creator, he said, you also don't know who is watching. Exactly. Because of internet. Can you think of a project that you didn't want it to do, but you still did it because you were looking at the bigger picture? Yeah, there's a, like, there's so many of them. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Do you think you have more projects that you yes. force yourself to yes. work through, really? Yeah. yeah, because, I mean, really, like, the things that really, like, excite me and the things that I've been working towards, like, my whole career, like, I mean, your whole career, I'm, sound like, like I'm, like, 45, but I'm, like, you know, I'm still young, but still, like, my the whole time I've been taking photos, like, the things I've been working towards are things like lookbooks or, like, you know, press photos for an artist or covering like certain events big concerts whatever great concert <laughs> like the article i did for palindrome like that was really cool for me like that's the type of shit that i've always been working towards and that i've always wanted to do but there's a lot of stuff in between that i don't necessarily want to do mm -hmm. it's still an opportunity to like be very good at something <laughs> and to like show people that like oh i could do this too and i could like you know, I'll go yeah. shoot at a restaurant and I know how to shoot food or I'll go shoot, you know, this brand that I don't necessarily like I wouldn't wear or like I don't like align with like their style or whatever. But I still like, you know, I'll still shoot it and I'll like make it work for them. But also it like works for me. From an outsider perspective, man, I thought like every project that you're working on, it's probably ignorant to say <laughs> that every project you're working on, you're having a lot of fun, but interesting. So, you know, we... We kind of touched on this and you, you you actually posted on your instagram you went to st wood's eighth collection looked at the photos on the wall mm -hmm. the lookbook to be precise and now you're working at st wood's mm -hmm. as you said and you've been working there for like more than three years now yeah three and a half yeah so how did that journey start yeah i was like i guess i was 18 19 18 at the time and one of my friends was wearing the same same ones by nike hoodie 
that they did because they did like a Air Force One and a little like apparel capsule. I remember asking like what it was and my friend was like, oh, it's like this brand from Montreal. They're really cool. A couple of weeks later, like the, the SW8 pop-up was happening. And so he was like, yo, come to the pop-up. Like we'll go see the new collection and get some stuff, whatever. And so I went and like they had like a little like corner with like a bunch of like random shit. And they had like the clothes were hung on the wall. And then they had like like small prints of the lookbook like pasted on the walls too yeah it was just like i was like this is cool and this is something i've never really experienced and or like have seen because i wasn't like super exposed to fashion in montreal at all i was still coming into that world at the time like it was like later days of like hype culture and sneakers okay. and shit and so like i used to work at exclusive city so like i was like aware of that stuff but i wasn't like so into it so anyways i went to this pop-up i thought it was cool and then like this is in like october 29 early like 2020 like in january they posted that they were hiring interns. I wasn't like at the time, like I was out of school and I was just like kind of freelancing, but not really making any money. I was like, whatever, this could be cool. Like foot in the door type of thing. And so I just applied like on a whim, not thinking I would get it. Cause like, I have no, like, <laughs> like my, at the time my portfolio wasn't super impressive. And like, I had never really worked in fashion. Like I'd worked in retail, but not like for a brand or anything. I didn't have my own brand or anything. Anyways, but they ended up interviewing me and then I did a second like interview process thing. And I started interning there in February and obviously COVID started. So then my internship got extended through the summer instead of ending. And it was supposed to end in like May, I think, but it ended up going throughout the summer. And then by September I had a job. So technically like my title there is logistics coordinator because I do all the like all the shipping and like stock keeping and sending, receiving customer service. Like that's like my actual job. And then over time, like I've I've gotten to get into photography. Yeah, like I've gained responsibilities more like focused on photography for the bars and restaurants that we work with or like the or for the brand itself. Okay. You're not just a photographer at St. Woods. You're doing a lot more. No, photography is really like a small part of my job at st woods the rest of my job is really like shipping receiving packing boxes like keeping the stock room tidy that type of thing do you like it yeah <laughs> it's 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 i mean everyone's job at st woods is like difficult and everyone has like a specific role that they need to play i do enjoy it because i think it's like i think it's important if you're an artist or a creative person in general to have time to do non non-creative work and so like interesting okay so like for you know part of my week i'm i'm spending it in the office like not thinking about photos not thinking about like art or anything i'm just like listening to music or podcasts and just like packing boxes or tidying up or you know whatever or like doing like paperwork for customs to like get a shipment through or whatever so i think there's value in that too in like the downtime in between because if you're creative all the time like i mean i guess it works for some people but for me like i can't like i can't just like constantly be yeah. on interesting you went to this eighth collection luckily after you saw they had a job posting mm -hmm. you applied got the job and then after that you know you slowly started you know just chipping away yeah i started taking pictures and now you just shot drake i did <laughs> i did shoot i shot the drake concert yeah yeah but but you still shot drake yeah but i don't want to say i shot drake because it's like i didn't shoot like a i didn't shoot an album cover or like a you know like a magazine editorial yeah. or something with him you know like or his press photos like it was like it was very cool don't get me wrong like i was very like stoked about it mm -hmm. but i had a lot of people from like high school or from cjet being like yo you, you yeah, made it yeah like, yeah yo. and i'm like <laughs> like no not really because like i'm still like 
you know, I'm still just fucking chipping away. Like it doesn't, my friend asked me on the weekend, he was like, he's like, do you think like this is going to change a lot for you? And I was like, not really. Like, I think it's like a very good credential to have. Obviously like surreal, like super amazing experience and like very lucky, very fortunate to, to be put in that position. But at the end of the day, it was just event coverage and he didn't even use the like any of the photos I shot, you know? <laughs> I don't see it as like, oh, like this is good, like this is what I was working towards. Like I just see it as like very cool, like definitely a highlight of my year so far, but like not the end all be all. Yeah. Know? I mean, you can't even really have end all be all at twenty three years no, old, right? No. Well you can't even have end all be all as a photographer. Like I'm gonna work until I die. Do you, you know think? I mean? Yeah. Because why would I stop taking photos ever? It's just gonna change. Like I won't be doing like when I'm hopefully I make it to 94, I'm not going to be shooting, you know, like what I'm shooting now, I'll probably be working on like personal projects or, you know, uh, maybe I'll have a studio team like printing like archives of my work or whatever. But it's not like I'm going to turn 65 and be like, that's it for me. Like, yeah. Because it's that's my life is like yeah. taking pictures. It's my life's work. So like, I'm not going to stop. But yeah, no, 100%. No, I, I see the podcast that way as well. Like, I mean, why would I type exactly. of thing, right? We did get quite lucky because like we found something that we really like. Mm -hmm. Did you always, by always, what I mean is when you were like 10 years old, knew that you want to pursue photography? Mm -hmm. I was, I've been interested in it since I was a kid because I, I grew up around a lot of like hobby photographers, like my uncle Ed and my cousin Mark, my cousin Tavish, like they would always, they were all older than me and they would obviously, and they would come to like my family events and like they would have their cameras and I was always like fascinated by it. And so my uncle Ed gave me like my first film camera when I was like 10, it was just a camera he had lying around. So he gave it to me and I still use it today because it's actually like a pretty like decent camera. Obviously when I was 10, I didn't know how to use it until I was like 16. So like from like 10 to 16, I wasn't really putting film through it or anything. I just had it. What camera is this? It's a Canon Rebel 2000. So it's just like, it's similar to this camera, yeah. but it's like a film camera. Those ones are good though. Yeah, they're sick. Cause they have autofocus, which is nice. Cause like not a lot of film cameras have that. So I still use it a lot. And like, you know, it's one of my most cherished like possessions. Cause it's really like what ignited sort of like yeah. this love for me. But yeah, like I grew up around it. And when I was a teenager, when I was young, I had a camera like this also. And my cousin Tavish, who's he's like four years older than me, he would he would like invite me because I lived in the suburbs. So he, and he grew up like in the plateau. So he would invite me into the city and like we would go around and like take photos and he'd like show me new stuff and like show me the city. And like that was so formative for me. Like I think he and he also like taught me a lot about like how to deal with people and like how to freelance and then, you know, how to like assert my like value with people and like make sure I wasn't getting like taken advantage of when mm -hmm. I was younger started freelancing but yeah so it's always been like part of my life and it's just like grown over time yeah so Aiden that was you know at 16 just experimenting with photography mm -hmm. wasn't as educated or good or even charming <laughs> to what he is with people today I hope what I just said made sense mm -hmm. so what what is the difference between that Aiden that was not as good as that wasn't as good as he is now dealing with people to Aiden today but yeah I think like the, the the difference is really just maturity and like having more life experience I think like obviously like comparing like my 23 year old self to my 16 year old self like there's a lot of life from 16 to 23 and uh, I think like 
when I was a kid, like I was very comfortable in like the places I was comfortable in, obviously like where I grew up, like in, in, in the town I grew up in, like around my friends, like I was very confident, very like easygoing around them. But then like when I, when I started working in the city, when I started working at St. Woods, like scared the shit out of me. Cause like I'd never been in situations like that. And like, I didn't know necessarily how to handle myself. So like, even like the difference between my 20 year old self and my 23 year old self is crazy because like, people would come into the office when I was younger at St. Woods and like, I'd be like so nervous. Like even if they weren't like, you know, like celebrities or whatever, yeah. I would be like, Oh, like who's this person? And I'd like, just be really quiet. I'd choke on my words. Like just like not really know what to say or do. And now like I've been in so many of those situations now where I'm like basically desensitized to that. And like, I don't really get starstruck and I don't really like, get like nervous in in situations like that and i feel like i could like handle myself around people so that's the main difference is just like i've got more mature and like just become more comfortable around also something i've noticed is you i guess it this might be something that comes second nature to you but you've been just good with not just with people but like you know the right places and then right yeah, so you know the right places, right position to be around people type of thing. And I think it comes from the knowledge that you have of the culture itself that we're in. How do you go about being in the media team for Drake's concert? It was through, so Zach from St. Woods, who's like the owner of the, the corner of the company. And like, yeah. for lack of a better term, like my boss, like texted me the day of the show and he goes hey did so and so reach out to you about shooting the show tonight and i was like no and he's like here text him and so basically like the guy i was texting is a guy named arvin shout okay out, shout out arvin and arvin is dating che and they're both stylists at essence and like we've worked with them through st woods and through catalog three and so like i i knew them and so someone from drake's team who's like on tour with them as like the photographer and videographer and like he does like some design stuff too for them reached out to arvin and asked if he had anyone in montreal that could shoot and so i guess arvin sent my profile which is wicked but anyway so i hit up arvin he's like here email this guy and then i emailed that guy and that was basically all i had to do so i was it was pretty lucky and like just like serendipitous like it just kind of fell into my lap like i i didn't have tickets to the show i didn't like ask anyone for it it just like I woke up on Friday morning and it was like, it's like 10. My, yeah. my boss was texting me like, yo, did, did someone ask you to shoot? And I'm like, no. Anyway, so yeah, it just happened like that. And then he was like, yeah, come to the, come to the arena at 530. So like I was helping my friend move at like noon. And at the same time, I'm like on the phone with like the, the camera rental spot. Cause I needed a second camera. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm like helping my, my friend move and like, being like, oh, can you reserve this camera with this lens? So then I finish helping her move and then I go like pick up the camera. And then like, I just didn't really know what to do with myself for the rest of the day. So I just kind of like sat around and then yeah. went to the Bell Center at like 5.30. And yeah. It, it's, it. no, I mean, it's, that's a, I feel like you kind of summed it up, but like that's, that's the beauty of being in this world. And by in this world, I mean like, I guess creative world. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not like a typical day-to-day job where you have like certain responsibilities that you have to do every day. You know, things like these can just come up and you, you kind of have to be spontaneous yeah. as well. Yeah. And I feel like you're someone who has said, who says 
who typically says yes to a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Why do you think you probably might not even have an answer to this, but maybe you thought about this. Why do you think Arvin gave your profile? I've, I honestly could not tell you why. Cause like, I'm sure Arvin knows a bunch of other photographers and I, I don't know exactly how it played out. Cause he had also posted like a call out on his, on his Instagram story, like asking for a photographer. So I don't know like who hit him up, who he knows, like whatever. But mm-hmm. I think it's just cause like I, I photographed Arvin and Che's apartment for, okay. for catalog three recently. And so maybe I was just like top of mind for him, you know, but you know, I didn't ask. I just said, yo, thank you so much. And like, you know, made sure that he knew I appreciated it. Cause it was like one of the biggest, like, plugs of my life basically yeah. so far yeah <laughs> you know, like, and i mean you're crazy. only 23 yeah did you learn anything from that experience no like i think i didn't like learn any like specific lessons it was just like a new experience because i'm used to like i've shot mural festival i've shot like small shows where, yeah like i have access to the media pit which is just always in front of the stage and like i could shoot for the first three songs that i need to get out but this was like the first time shooting at the Bell Center and also the first time that I've like shot like a huge production like that right. and like worked with other, like with the team from the artist, you know? How was the production like? Like the, the concert? <clears throat> yeah, like, I mean, the reason why I asked that, I, I don't really know how a production would look like, how big it is, how many people are involved. It's like, um, it's, unim- it's unimaginable. It's yeah. like, like I knew obviously it takes a lot of people, but like the stage itself, like the, all the setup of the lights and the pyrotechnics and like the the different like floating Just, things yeah. he had, like it's so crazy. And then like on the second night, like at the, like backstage, like where the Zambonis usually are underneath the like the stands okay like there was all these workers with helmets on and they were just waiting for the show to end because as soon as the show ends like they take it down they pack it into the truck and they leave you know so it's like and the the amount of people just working for drake like on a concert like that is like insane how many how many people are we talking here i mean obviously you don't know but i don't know but it was like you know there's a tour manager and there's assistants and there's all these people who i don't know what they do but they were there anyways and then there's like (laughs) his whole entourage and his security so it's like it's really big and just like getting the experience of like working on a on a gig like that and then like having full access to the bell center like i could have gone like through the crowd i could go up into the stands i could go wherever and then having to like turn around the photos as soon as the show is done like in the back room like on my laptop like editing and like sending off the, the raw files like i had never really done anything like that and how so was that like yeah it's sorry, good I like it's you. it's it's not it wasn't hard because i'm like used to working pretty fast anyways and like it was pretty simple and straightforward but it was just like a new experience for me but it didn't like nothing about that experience really phased me i, f- I feel like i was like ready to yeah yeah like I, wow i didn't okay. I was like a bit nervous before just because I, I didn't know how it would play out and like mm-hmm. uh, whatever. But like once I was in it, I was like, this is very, very cool. <laughs> and like, but not as like, it's tiring because you're on your feet, but it's not. If you've shot shows and like you you know how to like work with a team of people and like process your images fast, like it's not, it's not difficult work. You just need to know. Did you feel like you, you're like, you had like a tunnel vision type of thing? It was just you your camera and the show type of thing sort of did you forget about everything else around 
sort of. I mean, I kept running into people on the on the floor that I knew. Like I just kept running into my friends and shit, which was really nice because they were so happy that I yeah. was like, shooting. Like they were so stoked. And so like that would like kind of snap me out of it. But otherwise, yeah, like I was pretty dialed in, just kind of running around and like trying to follow because the stage was in the middle. So mm-hmm. like I, I was trying to follow him so that I would always be facing him to get good shots. You got great fucking shots. <laughs> I you. think we all can agree. Like, I mean, you know, I think the whole Montreal saw those pictures. Thank you. Yeah, good I was I was pretty happy with them afterwards. It was like, especially because like I, I thought I was only doing the first night, but then I ended up doing the second night also. And so... The second night was cool because I, I like knew how the show would play out and like I knew like when I should be using my wider lens or when I should be like more focused on just him or like when I should be standing up in the stairs or like when I should be by the stage. So it was much easier to get like my shots on the second night. How many photographers were there? There's so the, there's the guy who's like there's two people from his team that were okay. shooting like all the shows on tour. And then there is two other photographers and me. Gotcha. So, like five, basically. Okay. Yeah. For a Drake concert. Yeah. Good for you, man. I'm very proud, <laughs> generally. You. I mean, you know, it's this cliche to say it, but like, are you proud of yourself? Yeah, I'm proud of myself, but I'm I'm trying to like move past it because it's just like, it was like a big thing. It was very cool. And obviously like when I posted the photos, I got amazing feedback and support yeah. and like people were really showing love, which is great. But it's just like, okay, now I got to like, <laughs> I got to follow it up, you know, like somehow. Or so what do you keep... got going in your, like, how are you going to top that up? Do you know? No, I'm not like, I'm not worried about topping it. Cause okay. like, it's like, you know, you can't, like, unless, <laughs> like for now, like I can't like do anything like bigger than that. Like, okay. I feel like that's going to be like kind of the peak of my year. And then like, whatever else happened, I mean, maybe not, but like, whatever, but I know. Otherwise, I'm like just kind of back to my normal, like freelancing and mm-hmm. working in St. Woods. And I've been like since school ended in May. I've been or in April. I've been telling myself I'm gonna like make a book or a zine and like have an exhibit, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. So, did Max's exhibition "This Can't Be It" played a like? Did it inspire you in a way? It inspired me for sure because I saw him do it and I was like, damn, like I could do this too for sure because yeah. I have enough work for it. But I had already been thinking about doing like a book and a show. You did do an exhibition in 2020, hey? I, I've never done a solo one. I've done like, I've done a couple group ones through school. Yeah, okay. But I, I've never had like a solo show for for my work. So that like I want to do like a proper like gallery show with a book. But I've, I've like, because I worked on this big project in school this uh-huh. past year. And so, like, and I really like the photos that are in it. And I wanted to, like, put it out as a as a body of work. I just haven't, like, gotten around to it. Do you have an inspiration, like, a photographer that you have looked up to? There's a bunch. I try not to, like, look too closely at a lot of photos because I don't want to be, like, overly influenced. And, I like, I've I've, like, caught myself making work that's like pretty just reductive of like other photographers work that i've studied but like one of my biggest influences in the last year that really influenced the project that i'm talking about was wolfgang tillmans who like is most known probably for shooting the album cover for blonde by frank ocean oh he did that yeah. I, I didn't know that yeah so like my my whole thing with tillman started like i was always aware of him but then like last September I was in New York for fashion week and like 
he had a huge retrospective show opening at MoMA. Okay. The day after I was leaving from New York. So like the day, <laughs> so I didn't get to see the show mm -hmm. like when it was opening, but I went to MoMA the day before and I bought the book for the exhibition and then nice. I went back home. And then I, I was lucky enough to go to New York again in December and, and see the actual show. But I, I think just like his, not so much his work, because his work is very nuanced and like deals a lot with like LGBTQ rights and like just like representation. And like his work is like, he's been working since like, you know, the 80s. So like, mm -hmm. obviously like, I'm not comparing myself to him, but like just his way of presenting photos is really interesting because he does like, especially for the last exhibit, he does like these like, huge walls like covered in prints basically and he has different like print mediums and like some of them are framed some of them aren't framed some of them are just like hung up on clips and so it's just like it's very fun to look at and that's something that really influenced the project that i worked on in school this past year but yeah i'm trying to like it's hard to balance like doing research and having reference points and then making something for yourself or at least like that's something I struggle with is like not like mimicking what I'm seeing and just like I need to find ways to make things my own which is something that I'm like constantly working on doing for sure yeah I mean it, it is a little tough because like for example clothing brands they have a lot of references mm -hmm. right because it's it's a little easier to turn mm -hmm. to have references and like make something of your own with them but with photography i feel like it can be difficult yeah it's hard because like yeah there's only so much i mean there's a lot you could do with photography but at the end of the day like most images are just going to be up end up as like printed images and like mm -hmm. you know in a way it's sort of like limiting what you could do with photography but and you know like especially now like there's so many photos everywhere like everyone's taking pictures all the time so it's easy to get caught up in like, oh, like my work looks like this person or my work reminds me too much of this person. But I don't know. I think there, there's like ways to work through that. It's just like developing those skills of working through it. You told me during our text conversation that you're someone who is motivated by fear of failure. <laughs> yeah. And I, I kind of wanted to touch on that. Yeah. So what does that mean? Are you scared of failure type of thing or? Yeah, I think like I just never want to do a shit job at anything like I think like growing up my parents not that they were so strict about school or, or anything but like they held me to a certain standard that I've like adopted into my own life now which I'm like very grateful for but they they always expected me to do my best whether it was in sports in school my chores like at home like whatever it was like they wanted me to do the job right and so that's just sort of like how I was raised and like the way I, I carry myself now is like it needs to be up to my standards and I guess like anyone could say that but like I guess what I mean by fear of failure is really that like I just don't want it I don't want to do something and it's like not worth the time do you know what I mean like mm -hmm. I put a lot into like my work or into a photo shoot or into a project like it needs to it needs to be useful or it needs to be like worthwhile you know do you get consumed by the projects you work on no i don't think so or at least not yet like i think i'm able to like balance it out yeah go in and out of it but i'm okay. i've also like it's hard to say because i haven't worked on so many like big projects 
so like I've done a few for school, but they're they're never like so consuming. Okay. Yeah. What is the standard, I guess, that you kind of hold yourself to? I mean, it, it changes like from from thing to thing, but it's yeah. just like I've just always wanted to excel at whatever I'm doing, like whether it's sports or school or, or photography. Like I I've always been competitive about every like aspect of my life, and I've always not that I want to like. Like I always want to surpass the people that are next to me. Like I'm not that I'm like being so like backstabbing and like yeah, no, no, no. Like I'm no, not I'm, being like I'm like I'm not doing that shit. But it's like I always want to work harder than the person next to me. I always want to like do a little better than the next person. You know, it was the same in school with my friend. Like I was lucky. Like my friend group, I've been friends with them since I was five years old, okay. and like they've always been like all my friends are like good students. Like they have good jobs like whatever so i've always like wanted to one up them and like constantly like stay in line with them and especially like in cjep when like i decided that like i was really gonna go go into art and shit and like my friends would be like oh you're not gonna make any money like it's gonna be so hard like starving artist blah blah blah, blah. like not that it didn't like motivate me so much i wasn't like oh i'm gonna show them mm-hmm. but like i i was like you know what it's fucking true that it's hard to make money in this 100%, shit. yeah i agree and i need to like make it work for myself i need to show them that i could like do this i need to like show myself that i could do this because obviously like when i was a kid like i was like i don't know how this works you know but yeah so it's just always it's it's i've always been surrounded by people that are like excellent at what they do no matter what it is and so i've always just wanted to like be on that same level do you subconsciously or even consciously compare yourself to people a lot? Yeah, I think everyone does. Everyone does. Yeah, I think I everyone for sure. does. For like from for photography specifically, I try not to like look too much mm-hmm. at other like what other people are doing. Like if anything, like I'm looking at other people's work and like being like, oh, that's cool. Like whatever. Like being more complimentary or like seeing like thinking about how they did a certain shoot or like trying to like learn something from looking at their work more so than being like oh like this is better than my shoot or like worse than my shoot like because that's just not productive at all i don't think so i think like yes i i do compare myself to certain photographers but then i realize like a lot of them are older than me anyways and so like if i see a photographer and they're doing like some big shit and i'm like fuck i wish i was doing that like most of the time i'm like that person's like 28 or 30. yeah like i'm 23 like, right obviously it's not like i'm not there yet you know yeah no for sure so the portfolio that you have, that you have built as a child, if you could go back and build that portfolio again, would you do the same things? Probably. I mean, like, it's worked out for me. The way the, the way I, like, have come into photography has worked out for me. And I think, like, it was very natural and organic the way I've, like, started discovering my style and, like, started to see, like, what works for me, what doesn't work for me. And... Yeah, I I never felt like I was forcing anything or like trying to be a photographer that I wasn't, which is nice. Or maybe I I did like when I was like 18 or whatever, but like I've like obviously moved past that and like been able to, you know, work as a photographer in my own way and like just do my own thing. And so I I don't think I would change anything that I've done. Like I think the way I progress like makes sense for me. And I think I like every step of, of the way was valuable and like even when i was shooting for gyms like there's value in that that's what, like what i was yeah, saying before right yeah so i think there's value in every part and like i wouldn't like trade it for anything because it, it put me where i am now so it's fine 
No. Well said. Okay, then how would you or can you describe your style? Like if I'm hiring Aiden Matthews, right? I know it's going to be different. Like you're not going to shoot Drake's concert or mural. Like you're going to shoot Catalog 3 or a lookbook. But like, do you kind of know what your style is about? I find this is like the hardest question to answer because I never know what to say. And I think like, if you look at my work, there's probably like certain characteristics just in how I like handle colors or handle, you know, contrast and shadows and things like that, that are like, constant to my style but i can't like i can't really put my finger on it because like i was saying before like i've done such a wide variety of work where like like you said like my work for catalog three isn't like my work for saint woods and my work for saint woods isn't like the work i do when i shoot shoot a concert or shoot for another brand you know so it's hard it's hard to put a finger on it that's fair i mean i try not i also try not to like answer that question too specifically because i don't want to put myself in a box box. yeah Cause I like, I remember once I was like 18 and my friend was like asking me the same question and I, for like a YouTube video mm-hmm. and I like gave him this answer and like looking back, it was such a bad answer, but just like, do you remember I, what you said? Not really. I just remember being like, Oh, I like film and I like, like the colors on film, which is like so stupid. Cause like, and it's like old and it's green. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool, <laughs> dude, I, like, I used to say the same thing. Yeah. But it's just like, like obviously like now I'm older and more experienced like i'm realizing like that shit doesn't really matter like i think like if you're talking film versus digital like i do both and it doesn't it doesn't make a huge difference like really i only shoot film now if someone is specifically requesting i shoot film or if i'm gonna darkroom print it then i'll shoot film but otherwise like i could using this camera i could make images that i like and that are stylistically like in line with what i want without having to spend an arm and a leg on film yeah. and processing. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's hard to define my style, but I think, like, it just kind of comes out when you see the photos. No, that that's fair. I mean, you, I mean, you said it right. Like, you don't want to put yourself in a box, mm. regardless type of thing. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, like humans have these tendency to categorize people mm-hmm. and, like, put them in systems. And I guess I did that like subconsciously or consciously. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like a natural question anyways, though, because like even when you study in art history, like and you look at specific artists, they'll say like, oh, their work is defined by this, this and that. And it's like, OK, but like that's what people say when they've studied the work for so long. And like the, the artist is probably dead. So like they've have the full body of work to look at and they could like make these patterns and connections between the work, between the different works. But like. I'm 23. I've only been shooting seriously since I was like 18. And like, I've only made a little handful of like personal projects. So like my style is constantly changing. So I don't, it's hard to say like now, like what my style is, you know? Yeah, that's fair. I think like there is a, like the only words I would use are like, there's a, there's a mix of like spontaneity and like candidness and like staged things especially like in the in the project i was telling you i want to show like there's a there's a there's a mix of like snapshots and like more posed things but like otherwise like it's such a big mix like sometimes i use flash sometimes i don't sometimes i'm shooting black and white sometimes i'm shooting color Um, yeah no i mean i get it like you know we both are so young yeah like i lately i've been trying to like kind of 
discover how I talk to people. Mm -hmm. And I don't think like, well, I'm certainly not able to right now, you know, because I want it to make sense in my head, but I feel like it won't in the time as I evolve, I'll have different styles. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a process. Exactly. Yeah, no. So you did touch on exhibition. Do you, so do you think there's an exhibition coming? Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to do it. I just like, I need to figure out how I'm going to pay for it and where it's going to be. But like, I literally have a full project ready to go. Like I have a lot of prints made already. I'll probably reprint some of it, but it's just like, originally, like I finished school in April and I had this project and I was like, oh, I'm going to like put it out by June. Obviously it didn't happen. And then like every month I'm like, oh, I'm going to work on it this month. And then I don't, but it's fine. Like I'm not in a rush and like this project is big and constantly changing. And so like, it'll be nice. Like I think the next few weeks, like I don't have a lot going on luckily. So I'm just going to take some time to like go through the photos I've shot since April and just like sort of add to it and edit the project a bit. And then I'll probably start working on the, on the book version of it first. Yeah. And then like once the book is pretty much set and like, I figure out how to fund it and whatever then like then I'll start thinking about having an exhibition to go with like the launch of the book but yeah I'm like aiming now for like October November okay that's I mean that's quite close yeah but I think I could do it it's not like I mean you're holding yourself up to that standard type of thing I guess (laughs) we'll see I'm gonna start watching I'm gonna start school and then just not work on it but it's fine no I I get it (laughs) have you uh, have you talked to Max about like from I guess like how he did it type of thing. A, a little bit. I know he worked a lot with with Sarah. Sarah, yeah. To to make it happen. But like I was saying before, like I think like Max's show was really cool and I really liked it. Like I went and it was super sick and like he had a great turnout and I think yeah. it, was a, it was a really big success for him. But I just like I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to just like mimic what he did. Yeah, you know, no, like I want to I want to find a way for me to make an event for myself that like feels like truer to me and like not like i'm trying to copy what he did but again like there's only so much you could do with an exhibition and a book launch like it is pretty much like you know rent a gallery have people there and like whatever but so anything you would like to say to your future self i guess (laughs) future aiden matthews photographer this is like in great 11 i had to like write a note to myself in five years yeah (laughs) i don't know what the fuck i wrote (laughs) but it's like i don't know i guess like future me i just i I hope i like figure out how to like really do the shit on the next level and like i don't know i feel like i feel good in like where i am now so i just i feel like future me will just be a product of like continuing the path i'm on now well then there's that yeah sweet and by next level what do you mean real quick I don't know. I just want to do like bigger, bigger things. Like I think the Drake show is like cool and like pretty big for me, like mm-hmm. big client, obviously. But I want to do more. Like I said, like I want to have my book. I want to have a show and I want to do just more of what I've been doing this year, like more lookbooks, more editorials, like just more, more and more, just more and more. And just like putting more stuff out and just like really solidifying myself as like a really good photographer. You know what? Like. The, we recorded first and things happen. Yeah. I, I'm noticing this consistent thing that has been happening lately with the podcast that something kind of goes wrong. But 
I mean, I guess that's the beauty of it. And it's also, I'm so new to this. Mm-hmm. Like, things are always going to happen, I feel like. Um, well, that's how you learn shit. Also. Yeah, exactly. Like, bro, my first few photo shoots were fucking insane. Like, I, <laughs> I've done photo shoots that are, like, the setups are so janky. Or, like, the just, like, the way I, like, did shit was so janky. And, like, that's how you learn how to not do things in a janky way. Like, you yeah, <laughs> just, like, yeah. learn how to do it the right way. Exactly. You no, I, I totally get it's it. A, uh, it's a long process. No one teaches you how to do this shit. For sure. And uh, I don't know, like, I feel like podcasting is so, what I feel like is, it's new. Like, there's not a lot of information about, like, how it's done. Obviously, mm-hmm. nobody's going to hold my hand and tell me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, information is not readily available about, like, but yeah, once again, thank you for starting the conversation. Of course. Thank you. Of course. Any, you know, if somebody wants to have a conversation with Aiden, you know. How would this do so? Just send me a message on Instagram. I don't gatekeep shit also. Like a lot of people are like hit me up and ask me like, how did I shoot something? Or like, how did I get in contact with someone? And like, I don't give a fuck. Like I'll tell anyone anything as long as it's not like NDA, like, you know, like. Yeah, 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 of course. Things I can't say, but like, otherwise, like I've had a lot of people recently like hit me up and ask me about my cameras, my film setup, like whatever, like how I started working in St. Woods. Whatever it is, like, I'm, like, down to answer any question, you know? So, I think, like, there needs to be people that answer the younger people, you know, that are, like, trying to figure it out, too. Because, like, when I was starting out, like, I didn't have a lot of people that I could ask, like, questions to, you know? Or, like, I was just too scared to. And so, I don't want to be, like, this, like, big scary photographer who's, like, a big shot and, like, he doesn't want to talk to anyone. Because it's, like, at the end of the day, like, if you're, like, scared of people coming for your job, it's because you're not good you know like i think if you're good and you're secure in your work then like you have no problem sharing how you do it that's a good way to put it for (laughs) sure for sure yeah so aiden aiden c matthews no no aiden c dot m on instagram aiden c dot m aiden c matthews dot net is the website not dot com no because my old website was dot com and then the domain only expired like yesterday so when oh, I was like making, literally yesterday? Yeah, so oh. when I was making my new website, I had to like choose a different domain. I see, which I is see. fine cuz .net sounds kind of cool. I really? I like .net. It sounds like I'm I'm like very adamant. Website. I'm very adamant on having .com. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. It's easier to find if it's .com, but I was like fuck it, whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyways, but but yeah, any anybody else you think I should have a conversation with? Wait, you asked me before and I don't think I answered. I have a friend named Emiliano who's pretty cool. He has a, a project called Alternative Research and he also has a project called Rata Studios. And so with Rata Studios, he's like basically rebuilding like vintage bikes and like oh. fixing them up and shit, which is really cool and like okay. customizing them. And then Alternative Research, I think is going to be like, he hasn't like, I don't know too much about it, but it's basically like his brand that he's working on with his friend Tristan. And I guess they're going to be making clothing and other products. So he's cool. Who else is cool? I want to plug someone else. I mean, I know like so many, like I go to school with a bunch of photographers. Yeah. So like I could like send some your way because I have some friends from school that are doing like amazing stuff and like cool. they're really cool. So I'll send that to you. Cool. For sure. for sure. Cool, dude. Once again, thank you. And uh, that's it. We can just cut it right here type Sweet. of thing. Thank you. Hell yeah. We got it done. <laughs> Give did. a firm handshake. Thanks. <laughs>